I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, a string of social media messages attacking Asian Americans has prompted calls for the resignation of a San Francisco school board member. And it's just the latest turmoil for a board that has faced criticism for its handling of the pandemic, among many other issues. This controversy involves Allison Collins, who's been a vocal advocate for racial equity. It involves a thread of tweets she posted in 2016 that made broad generalizations about Asian Americans. Among other statements, Collins said Asian Americans had used, quote, white supremacist thinking to assimilate and get ahead. Those tweets were resurfaced in recent days by Collins' opponents. Joining me to talk about how we got here and what happens next is the Chronicle's education reporter, Jill Tucker. Jill, thanks for your time. Oh, sure. My pleasure. Jill, I mean, San Francisco politics are always uh, can be very controversial, uh, very tense, but there's been nothing like the past year for this school board. Yes, that the you know the the this school board in the midst of the pandemic. I mean, a pandemic is already rough, but the the uh, school board has has dove into several controversies. Um, you know, including the renaming of forty four schools, and uh, before that, the covering of a um, historic mural that that included images of slavery and dead Native Americans, and then uh, the decision to change the merit based system at uh, the academically elite Lowell High School. They've, they've been through a lot of controversy uh, this year, that's for sure. All right. Well, let's talk about Allison Collins. This started up late last week. And what what first brought it to light? Because these tweets are from 2016. Yes. So uh, a, a group of folks that are pushing to recall uh, all the school board members, starting with the three that are eligible um, including Allison Collins and Gabriela Lopez and Faugum Liga, um, they they were looking at at sort of the background of the board members and looking at their decision making, including the Lowell decision and and what they perceived as some anti Asian comments made by Allison Collins in the past. Um, and and one of the people looking had had been searching and 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 found these tweets. Um, so they resurfaced the the people promoting the recall. Uh, publicized that they had found them and and the story kind of took off there. And it comes during a week in which Asian Americans have felt so under attack including after the shooting in Georgia. So it happened at a time of a lot of sensitivity and so for the tweets to resurface people really looked at them they got very upset. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I, in talking to a lot of people, this was uh, there was a lot of pain already in the um, Asian American community because of the violence, not just in Atlanta, but in our own community, um, an increase in violence and other things. And there's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of emotion. So when people read these tweets, it, it just it was uh, it, what they told me was that it was very painful um, to to see someone on our school board that represents the children of our community a third of whom in the district are Asian American. Um, it, it was just, it, it was hard for them uh, to, to read these tweets. I want to ask about Allison Collins' response. She's been a voice for racial equity on the board. She is black. Um, these are things that are important to her. And yet these tweets come out. How did she respond? As we speak here, Jill, it's, it's getting toward the evening on Monday. The tweets are still up. Yes. Um, yeah, so Allison, these tweets came, uh, she she posted them in 2016. And if you remember back, that was right around uh, the the um, 
election of Trump. And uh, and she wasn't elected to the board until 2018. Um, so these were before her her service. Um, her response to these tweets, um, modern day, uh, fast forward, it was that people took them out of context, that the context was in the wake of the election, was in the wake of um, anti-Black uh, uh, sentiment across the country, anti-Black sentiment, a sentiment, she said, among the Asian American community. And that th- this was the context in which she wrote the tweets, and so she apologized for the hurt feelings that that these tweets may have caused, uh, but she has not apologized for the tweets themselves, um, or has, she has not, ta- and she has not taken them down. And again, because she says they were misinterpreted. Yes, taken out of context. And Jill, one thing I want to make clear here is, and and our readers may have noticed in your stories that we have been calling these tweets racist. We've been using that term. We do not take it lightly. Um, but I, I want to make clear that, you know, that Jill is not something that you decide on your own. And that is something that the top editors at the newspaper decide after extensive discussions with you and a variety of other people. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people think, you know, a reporter sitting in a dark room and types this out and it, it goes in the paper and goes online and, and they they don't necessarily realize the deep conversations that occur uh, among a variety of people, a diverse group of people f- from the top editors down. How many how many people have their hands on a story like this to make sure that we we get it right? And Jill, we talked about the response of Allison Collins. Give me a sense of the response across San Francisco. I think to a certain degree, I would I would call it unprecedented. I mean, San Francisco, as you know, politics here, there's a lot of infighting, um, even though, you know, outside of San Francisco, people think of everyone as liberal inside of San Francisco. There's a lot of uh, uh, battling in, in the political arena. And what we saw with this, however, pretty quickly over the weekend was a, an almost uniform response um, calling for Allison Collins to resign among the top elected officials across the city. That included the mayor. It included 10 of the 11 supervisors. One, one was out of town. Um, so I'm not quite sure what the what the status is of that. But um, it also included uh, state elected officials, uh, the, the assembly members, as well as two school board members and a variety of, of, of community organizations representing Asian Americans as well as others. Um, having that many people um, condemning her tweets and calling for her resignation uh, is pretty stunning uh, in a city like San Francisco. I, I don't think in recent memory there it has, w- has been such a uniform call for the resignation of an, an elected official. And, um, you know, there are certainly many who support Allison Collins, including three school board members who condemn the language in the tweets, but have not called for her resignation. Two board members, Jenny Lamb and Fauga Maliga, have called for her resi- resignation, and we're, we're still waiting on a comment from Mark Sanchez. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's not unanimous, but there is definitely an unprecedented call for her to resign. I don't want to overstate it, but it seems like some of the outrage at Allison Collins has been not only the tweets, but the refusal to own up to them, say I've learned a lesson, apologize, get rid of them, uh, you know, talk about um, maybe mistakes made, own up to it. 
be accountable. Yeah. And I think that you heard that from the mayor and from uh, Jenny Lamb on the school board that, you know, their initial response was to condemn the tweets. Um, and it was only after Allison Collins declined to apologize for the tweets themselves um, that they that Jenny Lamb, for example, um, then after that called on her to resign. And it was, you know, a, a pretty uh, that that her her statement on that was that she was distressed by Collins' response, and uh, and that she needed to resign. And the mayor echoed um, much of that language. All right, let's take a quick break, Jill. When we come back, more on the San Francisco School Board and Allison Collins. Fifth admission right after this. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth Admission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Welcome back to Fifth Admission. I'm Damian Bulwa, joined by Chronicle education reporter Jill Tucker. We're talking about the San Francisco School Board and the tweets that were posted several years ago by school board member Allison Collins that have resurfaced, resurfaced by her opponents. And now there are extensive calls for her resignation, including from the mayor. And Jill, that's what I want to ask you. Does the mayor have any power to remove the school board member? Yes, uh, there is uh, language in uh, the um, county charter that allows the mayor to suspend an elected official, including a school board member, and submit a case to the ethics commission, uh, which would hold a hearing and then provide a summary to the supervisors. And if three quarters of supervisors vote to uh, remove that person from office, they are removed. So, so there is a process for removing um, a, a, a an elected official from office. But doing that process requires um, them to find official misconduct. And, and the reality is the, the original tweets happened before she took office. So they would have to find misconduct associated with her actions while in office. And, and there's a question of whether um, her response to the tweets or, or other actions would qualify for this. You talked about the school board being split. What does that mean? Can the school board remove her? What does that mean just in general for the ability for the board to operate? Well, I think, you know, the board in general has been fairly uniform, united in in its direction and and many of its votes. Um, And having a split board over something that is uh, emotional, um, that is serious, um, you know, I think it remains to be seen. They have a lot of decisions to make. I mean, they they are are looking at they have to hire a new superintendent. Uh, the current one is leaving in June. They face a budget deficit. They still have to get the schools reopened. Uh, they face several lawsuits related to their decisions uh, to to rename schools and um, and uh, reopening as well as the Lowell decision. They have a lot on their plate. And then to have these board members be split over whether one of their own should resign, one would think could could make things um, difficult. It, it, it's as one former school board member told me, it's it's a it's a crisis of governance uh, to to have this happening, and especially at a time when leadership and and uh, governance is is critical. Well, yeah. Do you have a sense of how that might affect the reopening of schools? Obviously, 
as we know, it's very difficult and it, it takes a lot to, to get back in school and, and make the schedules and, and make the rules. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it will see as the, the board goes forward, if if Commissioner Collins doesn't resign, um, you know, how this plays out in real life uh, when they meet, uh, when they vote, when they speak. Uh, you know, I, I have I, we're, we're still waiting on what happens next uh, if she doesn't resign, what actions will city officials or school board members take, uh, you know, things like a vote to censure or a vote of no confidence or things like that that wouldn't remove her from office but rather make a statement are, are possible. Um, and what that will mean in terms of these seven board members having to work together for the 52,000 students that are in San Francisco, it, it we'll see. And going further, this is a city school board that has financial issues and one where enrollment is an issue and, and, you know, the potential money loss of people leaving the system, right? I mean, these are big issues. Huge issues. I mean, I, I, I've gotten a lot of contact from families um, who have uh, decided to leave the school district. Either they did so mid-year because the schools weren't reopening and they transferred to, to private schools that were reopened, or they're leaving, um, you know, before the fall. And, uh, you know, and we're already seeing that um, the the attendant or the uh, admissions numbers came out uh, in terms of, of parents families applying to enroll in San Francisco schools, like in kindergarten or sixth grade or, or, or high school, they, you know, they have to apply to where they want to go. And what they saw was a, a drop of more than 500 uh, students in, in enrollment numbers, uh, in application numbers. And, and most of those were in kindergarten. And, and so it, it, the question is, you know, will these declines in, in enrollment not only in in these kids coming in the new the, the new kindergartners, but f- existing families that have left, um, will they come back? And and the reality is, state money comes in for every student, and so in a district that's already struggling financially, um, you know, we we have to look into the future and what does it mean to be down a thousand students or two thousand students? That's a lot of money uh, lost. And by the way, there's a school board meeting Tuesday. Yes. On Zoom. On Zoom. Yes, I will be there. What's going to what's going to happen? What can we expect? Well, they have a lot on their agenda and and I I have not heard whether there will be other other uh things introduced like a a vote of no confidence or censure. I have I haven't heard that yet. I I do believe they will probably move through the agenda as they always do how they will raise the issue of the racist tweets i I don't know i can't imagine going through the meeting um without them addressing it um as an aside it, it was also unprecedented that the top senior staff at the district which you know the school board is their boss in addition to the superintendent um, the all 19 senior administrators in the district wrote a letter condemning Commissioner Collins tweets. They didn't call for her resignation because they said they didn't feel that was their place. But all of them have their contracts up Tuesday night. And, uh, you know, so they wrote this letter knowing that the school board is going to be voting on their contracts, but they felt that they needed to to uh, to say something about these tweets. So I guess the adjective I would use is that it's probably going to be uncomfortable, right? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be incredibly uncomfortable. And obviously, people have the ability to make public comment. 
and and say what they want to say. And the, so do the school board members and so does board member Collins. Um, Jill, bringing it all together, I mean, you have talked to members of the Asian American community uh, who have responded to this. And I, that's really what I want to get at is what are they saying and, and how are they regarding Collins, who has power to make big decisions in a district with a lot of Asian American students. Obviously, she, as we've said, she's an advocate for racial justice, but what is the range of emotions of people who are now looking at an elected official who tweeted some things that hurt them this badly? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I I, I do want to say there has been a range of reactions, and there's certainly Asian Americans that continue to support Commissioner Collins. Um, a lot of the groups that I have spoken to that represent a- Asian Americans um, they are appalled and hurt and want her off the board. They don't feel that she can re- represent all students, including the 30% of the district students that are Asian American um, and and uh, more that are Pacific Islander. And so I, I think that there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of fear um, that there is an elected official representing these students that uh, doesn't care about them. And in fact, posted these racist tweets. All right, let's leave it there. Jill, thanks a lot for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks to my guest today on Fifth and Mission, Jill Tucker, Chronicle's education reporter. All of her coverage is at sfchronicle.com. And we also have the original thread of tweets by Allison Collins, the school board member. Thanks also to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. <laughs>